Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message.
unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Do you believe God is here? I said, do you believe God is here? That is why your problems will be rolled away. Hallelujah. Amen. Shall we pray over the offering? Father, we thank you for this gathering of the saints. Father, we thank you for this time of giving. We pray that you bless these seeds in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, this is the time we've been waiting for. Amen. It's time for the word. Hallelujah. And I want us to stand on our feet. As we welcome to the podium, Reverend Charles Osei. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen.
your heart and pray. Father, this morning I come into your sanctuary with an open heart. With an open heart. Let the ancient words impart. Words of life. Words of hope. May it guide me home. To give me strength. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, let us take the word of God seriously. Hallelujah. Let us pray that we don't develop into the dark. By dark, I mean D-U-C-K condition. Whereby water falls off the back. You know, shakes it off. Goes out. Water goes, shake it off. It has no effect. Let us not be Christians who are like ducks. Where the word of God comes, shake it up. It, does, it has no effect on you. God's word has no impact on your life. But may, you, may we be Christians that we come with an open heart so that the ancient words will impact. It will enter into us. Give us strength. Give us hope. So that we can continue. Amen. Put your hands together, brother. Hallelujah. That's what you need. Ask your neighbor, don't be a duck. Yeah. Goes off. Now. Let the ancient words impart. Hallelujah. Open hearts. Hallelujah. This afternoon, I pray that the ancient words will impart. I say the ancient words will impart. The ancient words will stick. Hallelujah. See, there's another scripture that says that and receive with meekness. They say, laying aside all superfluity Nonsense, superfluity, or whatever, and receive. I think it's in First Peter, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your soul. Find that scripture for me. Yeah, you need to see so that because I was telling them this morning. Anytime somebody tells you something, let me show you a verse. If they can't show you a verse in the Bible, don't take it. Okay, I was telling. You should come. You should come to the first service. Because I'm teaching powerfully. Yeah. Don't take, don't take people's words for it. Show me a verse. Hallelujah. Wherefore, uh-huh, it's there. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. Receive what? I said, receive with meekness. What are you receiving? I want to hear you. What are you receiving? So, what word can save your soul? 
I say, what word can save your soul? The what? The engrafted word. Hallelujah. So it means if the word is not grafted, it will not be of use to you. The word that is of use to you is the one that is grafted. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that for the, once again, medicine, to graft something is transplant. It's to transplant something. Transplant a kidney. Transplant a lung. Transplant a heart. Transplant a face. For you, no matter how good the organ is that you are going to put in the person, the person has a potential to reject it. You get it. For those who are art students, there's always a danger of rejection. That is why first time they have to cross match to make sure that you are the perfect donor. It means all the HLA antibodies, they all match. Okay? So after they find the perfect donor, then they have to make sure that the recipient, the person that they're going to get the kidney, is not going to fight the new kidney. We're talking about grafting. So the next thing we will do is that they will give you medications, immunosuppressants, so that when the new kidney comes, you don't reject it. Because the kidney that will benefit you is the kidney that was successfully planted. Some people have gone for kidney transplant and their body rejected it, so it didn't benefit them. It will only benefit you if it is successfully planted. So one, it must match, and two, you must suppress your immune system so that it will not reject it. Do you hear me? In the same way, the word of God that will benefit your soul is the word that can be grafted. And for it to be grafted, the immunosuppressant you need is the superfluity of naughtiness and filthiness. You need to suppress it down so that the word can be implanted. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because it may be a very powerful word. But because you have a certain response to the word of God, it will come in and you have a lot of filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness. So no matter how good the word is, you just reject it. You wasted a kidney. You wasted a lung. It cannot be grafted. You will die with your diabetes. You will die with your kidney failure because you were given a new kidney and you rejected it. Hallelujah. So when you come to the house of God, Come with open hearts. Because the word, is, the word is there to benefit you. I tell you, the word of God will only do you good. Once you open your heart, it will do you good. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And one of the strongest antigen that rejects the word of God. Okay? One of the, this category of superfluity of naughtiness and filthiness, or filthiness is the antigen of I know it all. I know it all. I know it all. So even if I, before the man of God started preaching, this I know. I had it before. That attitude will always reject the word. 
So whereas others are receiving transplants and are advancing, you will be in your same old state. Hallelujah. And even worse, even the worst antigen, I'm, I'm talking about all the bad antigens. The best, the, the filthiness, the, the worst of the filthiness is, it is because of me, that's why he's saying that. <laughs> Listen to me. There is nothing new under the sun. That which has been is that which will be. We speak under the unction. So if the Holy Ghost is addressing your problem, be humble and accept it and be healed and don't fight it. Yeah. Hallelujah. Aren't you even glad that the Holy Ghost has brought your problem to be discussed? So why don't you receive it with meekness? Instead of saying, well, this is the last time I'm going to say anything to anybody. It's because of me. It's because of me. This reverend says, it's because of me. You see? It's because of me. I told Lady Pastor. This Lady Pastor, she can keep her mouth shut. Everything you tell her, she tell her husband. It's because of me. <laughs> Look, receive with what? Receive with what? Receive with what? Yes. I actually once found a wife who told a wife who told me. I was talking to a wife. A wife. I was talking to a wife about a problem in the marriage that I was trying to address. And she looked at me and said, well, anyway, if my husband has not opened his big mouth to bring up our, our problems, nobody will know our problems. This is my husband who brought his big mouth. So the reason why I counseled him because his husband, husband was the one who brought the problem up. You are, you are dying in a situation. The situation is eating you alive. And I am counseling as a pastor. Instead of receiving with meekness, you are saying that your husband's big mouth. <laughs> Otherwise, nobody will have known our problem. You see, it's, not about, it's not about whether nobody has, will know your problem or not. Okay? At the end of the day, whether people know or people don't know, it is killing you. So I would rather people know that I get healed than keep quiet and die. A message. Yeah. Hallelujah. So we are talking about the engrafted word. Amen. So last week I started talking about the heart. And see, the reason I'm telling you all that is that you see, your heart is important. So you must have a good heart. Amen. Yeah, last week we talked about the encouraging heart. So let's go back to our test. Proverbs chapter 4. Verse number 23. Proverbs 4.23 Keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. Give me the, another version. Message. Message version. Keep vigilant watch over your hearts. That's where life starts. Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Don't talk. Avoid careless, blunt, white lies. There's not like white lies or black lies. Lies are lies. Give me the amplified version. Proverbs 4.23. Keep and guard your heart. 
with all vigilance. And above all that you got, for out of it flow the springs of life. Amen. This is one of the important instructions you get in the Bible. Bible says, keep your heart. And you see, we guard all sorts of things. We keep everything. But the Bible says there's one thing that you really need to guard well, and that's your heart. And, and guard it well. With all diligence. Because out, the condition of your heart determines your life. The course of your life. A good heart is a good life. A bad heart is a bad life. So guard it. Keep your heart. Guard it. I mean, we keep all sorts of things. Yeah. I mean, I've known people that, look, the way they guard their wallet. The way they guard their wallet. Yeah. Someone was telling me about a friend was telling me that one time they were in a place in a meeting and asked the way they suddenly they, they had gunshots. And somebody said, well, I'm Robert Sound, the compound. Hey, you're, you're, they were in a meeting and they had gunshots. I'm Robert Sound, the compound. Everybody, I think the next thing is everybody's trying to dive away for their life. Apparently, there was this brother who had a briefcase, he had something inside. He was scratching onto the briefcase, <laughs> guarding the briefcase against the bullets. Listen, we guard all sorts of things. Some of us guard our wallets, guard our food, guard your wife. Mm-hmm. Some, of you, some of us, we can really guard our wife. As soon as she, as, as soon as she goes out, who is she talking to? Who's, who's picking up? Guard! Guard your wife! Who's you talking to? How come you were dancing with this person in church? Hey, we are in church. Why can't we dance with anybody? Praise and worship. What's your problem? <laughs> God, your wife. God, everything. But the Bible said, no, God, your heart. Hallelujah. God, your heart. Amen. Yeah, it's very important. Because you see, the condition of your heart determines your life. Just as in the physical, your heart, if your blood vessels are choked, you are impurities, you have a heart that is blocked, it gives you a stroke. Hallelujah. You have a heart, maybe a, the artery that is blocked, that's why the blood is not going there, it gives you stroke. So, so, that is why when you go to the doctor, he tells you there are some things that have the potential to block your heart. Avoid them. Because when you take them, they will block your heart. And when they block your heart, it will affect the condition of your life. Because of that heart blockage, the vessel that is blocked, your life changes forever. So, they tell you to avoid those things. Like what? Cholesterol. What else? Like, they say cholesterol blocks your heart. So what are the sources of cholesterol? Red meat? Huh? Fried chicken? Bangu? No, I don't think bangu. 
అనాథికి మాకు బ్రేస్ కొలెస్ట్రో పామ్ ఆయిల్ షేప్స్ రియలీ ఐ డోంట్ నో అవర్ షేప్స్ వాట్ ఎల్స్ పోక్ 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 హావ్ యు సీన్ ఆల్ ద నైస్ నైస్ థింగ్స్ గార్డ్ ఇట్ because they are saying that when they accumulate they will form a plaque and the plaque can block your heart number 1 or number 2 if the plaque does not block your heart the plaque can be dislodged and as the gets dislodged it can get blocked in your brain and that will give you a stroke so avoid those things they are dangerous to you because they will determine the condition of your heart hallelujah what else she boom i don't know what that is omelet 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 really by the way by the way there are, there are so many theories on cholesterol now so i can't give you part of fast rule yeah red, red meat yeah. now, now they are so some of you are you don't even want to there are so many theories now now we don't know which cholesterol is good so we are still working on it the only cholesterol that is cholesterol of jesus christ pray for healing <laughs> hallelujah but they see they say because of the potential so avoid them amen so the bible also said guard your heart hallelujah just as some things can block your heart and give you a bad life physically spiritually some things are dangerous Hallelujah. It will determine the condition of your heart. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Can I tell you the truth? You see, just as cholesterol can block your heart and therefore give you a stroke, unforgiveness can also block your heart spiritually. I'm staying there. Unforgiveness. I'm breaking it down. unforgiveness has blocked your heart and because of that there is a block there is a flow so your life is bitter you see your life is bitter you are not sweet you hate you can't love you can't trust because unforgiveness is like a huge cholesterol plug it is blocking your heart it's sad to say that after preaching over and over in this church there are some of you who still here don't talk to other people in this church and you are you are nasty you are mean that's why nobody gets around you because your life is blocked by a plaque of unforgiveness and today just as they have given they have lipitor to dissolve cholesterol i have come with spiritual lipitor to dissolve <laughs> I'm preaching. Today I am giving you spiritual lipitor to take away all the unf- spiritual unforgiveness. You see, let me tell you something. The reason why your life is not happy. The reason why you're not happy, you are mean and you are cynical because you have a lot of unforgiveness. And the unforgiveness is weighing you down because unforgiveness means you will not be forgiven and you know all your problems. So because of that you are always down. You see, so your life is not even a happy life. 
Some of us, our lives are being blocked by the, 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 the cholesterol of hatred. You actually hate somebody. Oh, you hate the person. How do I know you hate the person? Anytime something good is said about the person, you don't smile. Anytime we say something, oh, it's been, somehow you don't smile. You don't smile. The Bible says that the Bible says that the, the one who has the bride is the bridegroom. And the friend of the bridegroom rejoices. If you are a friend, you should rejoice when somebody has a bride. But why are you so sad? Why are you so quiet? Why are you so moody? It's so that you are not a friend. <laughs> I'm preaching. The f- yes, lipito. I'm giving you the lipito. Yeah. Yeah. Because say the one who has the bride, groom, the one who has the bride is the bridegroom. But the friend of the bridegroom is happy that my, my friend has a good thing. So when somebody has a good thing and you cannot laugh, you cannot celebrate about their promotion. You cannot celebrate about their success. It's a sign that you are not a friend. And let me tell you something, there's nothing neutral. Either you are a friend or an enemy. <laughs> Don't so ask for me, I'm neutral. No, you are either a friend or an enemy. Yeah. Unforgiveness, hatred, jealousy. These are all. Look, jealousy is worse on your heart than goat meat. Rather eat goat meat and take away jealousy. <laughs> I'm preaching. I would rather you eat goat meat. <laughs> I say, I would rather you go eat goat meat and take away jealousy. Because jealousy will kill you faster than the goat meat. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure. You see, that's why, see, that is why your life is not nice. Because you are living with unforgiveness. You are living with hatred. You are living with jealousy. You know? You're not, you, you, know you, you know? Cynical. Cynical. You cannot let things go. You cannot let things go. You cannot let things go. Listen to me. You need to break the cholesterol down. You need to let things go. Hallelujah. You see, in Matthew chapter 15, verse 19. Mm-hmm. It's not easy here. Matthew 15, 19. This is Christ is preaching. I'm talking about the heart now. He said, for out of the heart proceed evil thoughts. Murderer. Adulteries. Fornication, thefts, false witnesses, 
blasphemies. Continue. These are the things which defile a man. This makes your life worse. And they come from out of the heart. But to eat with unwashed hands, thank you very much. It means that, you see, but to eat without unwashed hands, you are eating something that's not hygienic, something that's not sterile. It will not defile you. So you are better off eating goat meat and letting unforgiveness go. <laughs> For, for the, the hatred, the unforgiveness, jealousy. Look, this scripture, it says that when you see something being done, Jesus Christ, when you see something being like fornication, witness, they're coming from the heart. Hallelujah. That is the state in which the heart is in. That's why we are seeing the manifestation. So, so, it is important to guard the heart because once the thing enters the heart, it will only manifest. Yeah. So guard it. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. Yeah. Why did you have a stroke? Because there was a, a, a plaque that got built up. Why? Why? I mean, sometimes they why is the person going through this problem? Because there's unforgiveness built up. There's hatred built up. There's jealousy built up. All in the heart. And it's blocking you. Is somebody hearing me? So guard your heart. By the way, neighbor, what is in your heart? Ask the person, what is in your heart? Yeah. Because you see, at the end of the day, it, that's what determines the course of your life anyway. Hallelujah. Yeah. Guard your heart. Yeah. You must have the 6 p.m. rule. You know, you know what the 6 p.m. rule is? You want to know what the 6 p.m. rule You know what the 6 p.m. rule is? Let not the sun, let not the sun go down upon your anger. So no matter how angry you are, especially with your wife, 6 o'clock, Silence. <laughs> you are looking at me. I said, no matter how, especially with your wife, because he's the one that you are likely to take the anger into bed. So no matter how much she annoys you, five fifty-nine. Are you hearing me? Five fifty-nine. You are done. We can start again in the morning, but <laughs> let there be ceasefire. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. No, 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 no. Ceasefire. Five fifty-nine. There's silence. There's, there's peace. We can start at eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So look. I am telling you that. So rather pray for God to purify your heart. Let your heart be clean. Look, a clean heart is the best thing you can ever have. Have you ever gone to the day they do all the exercises? They say a clean bill of health. Cholesterol, good. HDL, good. LDL, good. Uh, whatever is, what are they checking again? Huh? Triglyceride is good. 
EKG, normal standard rhythm, 80 beats per minute, no ST elevation. When you walk out now, you feel that, yeah. Do you know, do you, know if you feel good? But if, when you go and they do the EKG, and so we see a strain, even though physically you don't feel anything, that report alone can stress you out. Do you know that? Do you know, even though physically you don't feel anything, the father they said that we saw something. The doctor wants to talk to you. Can, can we, please, we need to, we, we need to, can, can we repeat the test again? Immediately. Until, you see, if, 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 how many know what I'm talking about? Even though you don't physically even feel anything, the father they said something wrong. Now you are, you are stressed. So, so it shows you the importance and the value of a clean heart. Yeah. May God heal your heart. I say, may God heal your heart. If I put your hand on, I say, Lord, give me a clean heart. Say, Lord, give me a clean heart. Say, Lord, give me a clean heart. Yeah, may your heart be clean. Your heart is clean. Your life is clean. Clean heart. And some of us really need a clean heart in this church. In this church of QFC, Manhattan, some of us need a clean heart. Because the impurities are too many. Especially the one that you cannot rejoice when they say something good about somebody. That's what I'm talking about. Well, I won't say anything about the person. Fine, you won't say anything about the person. But how come when they say something good about the person, you are not happy? The friend of the bridegroom rejoices. Celebrates. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Keep your hearts. So we are talking about that. And last week I talked about the, uh, we talked about, uh, what did we talk about last week? Encouraging heart, right? We talk about encouraging heart, isn't it? Encouraging heart. It's very important. Try and have an encouraging heart. Okay? A heart that encourages itself. Amen. The Bible says that, and David encouraged himself in the Lord. David encouraged himself in the Lord. Learn to encourage yourself. I say learn to encourage yourself. You must have a heart that no matter how down you are, you wake up and generate encouragement. Yeah. Hallelujah! I say hallelujah! I say hallelujah! The Bible said David encouraged himself. Yes! He said, no, I will not stay down. You see, what happened? They had gone to war. Things didn't turn out. Lost their wives and their children. And everybody kept attacking David. There was every reason for him to be depressed. But I said, listen to me. I will lift up my eyes onto the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord. He encouraged himself in the Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah. Have an encouraging heart. Don't wait for others to encourage you. Learn to encourage yourself. Is somebody hearing me? Oh yeah, I mean from time to time, have a self-party. Have a party for yourself. I say, have a party for yourself. What is the occasion for the celebration? Nothing. I'm just being happy. <laughs> I'm happy.
cut myself out of it. Is there any reason? Is it a bad day? No, no, no. I just feel. I just, yeah. I just want to be happy. I just want to be happy. An encouraging heart. What is the reason for the celebration? Nothing. I just want to feel, I just, I just want to feel happy. I'm just making myself happy. Go find yourself some nice restaurant, get some nice food, get some nice movie, get a nice Jew. I'm making myself happy. <laughs> I am making myself happy. Yeah. I'm preaching. Encouraging. Encourage yourself. Yes, I'll make myself happy. Yes. If, you, if, if your husband forgets your birthday, don't worry. Don't be depressed. Don't be moody. No, 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 no. Just go to Nimamakus, order the shoe with his credit card. Let it come in. His... <laughs> Make yourself happy. <laughs> After... Hallelujah. The Bible said David encouraged himself. I said David encouraged himself in the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's talk about an optimistic heart. Optimistic heart. A heart that is optimistic. You see, why am I talking about this thing? You see, an optimistic heart. First of all, like I said last week, there are enough things in life to depress you. I'm telling you. Oh, that one there. There are enough things in this life to depress you. Depression. If you want to find enough reasons to be sad, you can have. Every day. From the subway not coming on time. From somebody annoying you. From the, your husband squeezing his face at you. From your children being rude. to depress you. Enough to depress you. Yeah. Sufficient unto the day. This is the evil thereof. Are you hearing me? Yes. From hope not realized. Dreams not materializing. Dreams not materializing. As the day goes by and you look at your age and yourself, you see that the time is taken away. Your visions are being ebbing away. And suddenly, suddenly, you see that hope is fading away. And the Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. I wish I would have been here by this time. But as you look at it, still crawling. Hope deferred. Hope deferred. It makes the heart sick. As you look at the years rolling by, you thought that by this time you should have a five-bedroom house at uh, Burkina. But here you are. There's not even a plot of land. <laughs> As you look at your life, and you hope that by this time you should have an apartment on the west side. After all these many years of working, you should have an apartment at the west side. But as you look at your life, even Bronx, there's no room there for you. <laughs> Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Hallelujah. 
said, hallelujah. Yeah. So you feel, you feel sick. See, but never lose hope. David encouraged himself in the Lord. Yeah. See, but at the end of the day, let me tell you something. It is not according to your timetable. It's according to his timetable. It is not according to your time. It's according to his time. Hallelujah. And if you know it's according to his time, you should not lose hope. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hope deferred. Hope deferred. Means they are sick. Look, a sick, let me tell you something. A sick heart is a cynical heart. <laughs> One of the most nasty people to come out across are people who themselves are not prosperous and as they see their life wasting away. They are very cynical. Especially your, your, your relatives. You find out that the aunties and the uncles who did well in life, they're always nice to be around. But the ones that thing didn't go well for them. Anytime you go and mention good news in the family, eh, mm. But I pray that as you grow old, you grow gracefully. You'll be a happy person. Young people will like to hang around you. I say, may young people hang around you. Because you grow old gracefully. People are happy to be around you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. That's why you need to have an encouraging heart. See, so I'll tell you something. When you are down, when you are discouraged, when things are not working, don't isolate yourself. That's what the devil wants to do to you. Hallelujah. Never. You see, some of us, oh, uh, I'm, I'm so sad. I can't talk to anybody. Don't, don't isolate yourself. She can kill you. Hallelujah. Oh, you see, I pray that you have somebody. First of all, first of all, this, this is your problem. Your problem is that you don't talk to the right people. Are you hearing me? It's not everybody you talk to when you are down. Are you hearing me? It's not everybody you talk to when things are not working. Some of you, the reason why you have shut down and decided not to talk to anybody again is because you spoke to the wrong person. That's why. That's why you have decided. You see, you see, you see, but that's not the answer. Rather find, pray to God to guide you to the right person. Because some people, when you tell them, you, you are better off not opening your mouth. Yeah. So pray that God will lead you to the right person. You know, there is a verse in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 and 10. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse Ecclesiastes. It says, listen, two are better than one. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. I mean, we normally say this verse in relation to marriage, that two are better than one. But it's not only marriage. In life, two are better than one. You are, your life is better off if you have a trustworthy friend, somebody you can talk to, somebody you can discuss, somebody you can confide in. Two is always better than one. So don't keep all your problems to yourself, for two is better than one. I'm appreciate to you. I said, I'm appreciate to you. Find a friend who is trustworthy. 
Somebody you can pour your heart out to. For two is always better than one. Yeah. They have a, a good work for their labor. So find somebody that you can discuss that problem with. Instead of trying to solve it by yourself alone. Because I can't trust anybody. Listen to me. Two is better than one. Are you hearing me? Yes. Two is better than one. Yeah. Find someone who's optimistic. Two is better than one. Yeah. Two is better than one. Don't, 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 don't isolate yourself. There's always somebody. There's always somebody who can help. Always. Hallelujah. Yeah. That is why it's good to have an optimistic heart. Optimist. That it will be okay. It will work out. It will work out. This too shall pass. What does man, what did man not see before? What is it? What did man not see before? See self man they drink. I own self man they chew. Nothing. This will work out. You see, have a believing heart. I say have what? I say have what? A heart that believes. Yes. Have a heart that believes in things. Not a doubtful, cynical heart. But a heart that believes. Ancient one. A believing heart. I say a believing heart. Keep believing that this will work. I say keep believing. Keep believing. You are too early to throw in the towel. Keep believing. One of my best stories in the Bible, one of, or, or one of the best of Jesus' parables that I like most is the parable when he talks about the guy who went to hire laborers. I love that parable so much. Yeah. It's one of my best parables in the Bible. It says a guy wanted to hire laborers. He went 9 o'clock. He got some people. Come and work. Went 12 o'clock. He got some people. Come and work. He went at 6 o'clock. He, listen, listen. He, got, he went at 9 o'clock. He got some people. Said, come and work. I'll pay you $10. But he, he, he didn't even tell him you pay them. Say, come and work. At 8 o'clock, come and work. 6 o'clock, come and work. Then 11.30. He wants to collect some people to, who, to come and work. And the work was supposed to end at 12. So the guys who have been working from 8 o'clock in the morning, they've worked till 12 something. Six o'clock. Then these guys who came at 11.30, they only worked to 12, so 30 minutes work. Then when the foreman came with a check, $20, $20, $20. The other guy said, what? We have been working in the morning. And you are paying us the same thing as these guys. It's not fair. It's not fair. We started working this morning. And you are paying us 20 and these guys only work for 30 minutes. And they are also getting 20 bucks. Lord, it's not fair. He said, no. You don't decide how much I pay anybody. I am the boss. Everybody and their contract. I decided to pay you $20 a day. I decided to pay this person $20 half an hour. I'm the boss. Are you hearing me? I said, are you hearing me? 
So that parable makes me believe that keep on believing. Till the 11th hour, you still can catch up with those in the morning. Can I get an amen in the church? I said, can I get an amen in the church? You may be hired at the 11th hour, but you will catch up with the guys who were hired in the morning. Can I get an amen? I said, can I get an amen? It means you will be married when you are 39, but you catch up with those who got married at 22. <laughs> I said, you catch up with them. I said, you catch up with them. You will be surprised that they got married at 22, you got married at 39, but you catch up with them. Are you hearing me? So have a believing heart. I say have a believing heart. I say have a believing heart. I say have a believing heart. Yeah. Let's see, have a heart that believes in things. Romans 10, 10. Show me that. Let me show you that. Romans chapter 10, verse 10. Show you. Romans chapter 10, verse 10. For with the heart, man believe it. For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. With the heart, man believeth. With the heart, you believe with your heart. You believe with your heart that it will be okay. I don't even know what else to tell you. Believe in your heart that it will be okay. I say believe in your heart that what? It will be okay. Yes. It will be okay. Yes. It's not a race. It's not a race. It will work out. Have faith that by the time the sun will set down, me and you will all be equal. It will be okay. I said to be okay. A believing heart. A believing heart that look, no matter where it turns, at the end of the day, me too, I'll be married. Somebody didn't say Amen. Me to our own house. I said, somebody say amen. I said, somebody say amen. Me to our be a lady pastor. Somebody say amen. Me to our lady pastor. Whether they are appointing them uh, by uh, Basenta or whatever it is, at the end of the day, me to our be a lady pastor. Me to our be a reverend. One day I'll be preaching with a microphone on my head. I'm not preaching to you. I'm not preaching to you. I mean, believe God. Believe God that at the end, no matter what, I am believing. That me too. Me too. One day, I will stand in front of my house debt free. I don't owe anybody again. I say, me too. I own a house debt free. I own a house debt free. I can point this as a say that from the roof to the sea, from the roof to the foundation, even the grass, I own it. <laughs> Somebody receive it. I said, somebody receive it. I said, somebody receive it. Yeah. Believe God. That this house is standing there. From the roof to the foundation and the grass and the pool at the back. <laughs> I said, and the pool at the back. And the three cars parking in front of the garage. <laughs> You can confidently say that Bank of America has not even a penny in this one. Is somebody hearing me? 
I said, somebody hearing me. Have a believing heart. I said, have a believing heart. Brothers, have a believing heart. Even though you are not my wife, they said that this woman standing there. This woman standing there. From the Brazilian hair <laughs> to the makeup to the adjusted breast and the high heel. It's all mine. I owe it all. <laughs> hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Have a believing heart. I said, Have a believing heart. Listen, believe that things will be okay. Believe that you are healed. I said, 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 believe that you are healed. Even though I am taking this now, I believe that one day I will be healed. Oh yeah. Have a believing heart. Believe that one day you will sit on the plane, go home and come back, no question asked. Believe it. I said, believe it. I believe it. I said, believe it. Believe it. Have a believing heart. Yeah. 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 Believe that one day you'll be changing the diaper and the baby came from your womb. Even though it's difficult now, believe that one day the diaper that you are changing came from your own womb. Believe it. Have a believing heart. I say have a believing heart. I say, have a believing heart. Some of you should believe that one day, after many years, you will go back, sit under the tree, a huge compound, mango trees and coconuts, in your 80s, and you have servants. He said, I have traveled. I have sojourned. I did not die in a strange land. I have come to my homeland. I did not die in a strange land. I did not die in a strange land. I have returned to my homeland. I have returned to my homeland. I am like Jacob. I, I was not carried as a cargo. I went back the same place. Someone said, I will live and I will not die. Say, I will live and I will not die. Say, I will be dead free. Say, I will be dead free. Say, I will be dead free. Say, I will live and I will not die. Say, I will go and I will come in peace. Say, my children are all around me. Say, I don't have children. I don't have drug addicts as children. My children are doing well. My children are doing well. Say, I, I am still in the faith. Say, I am still in the faith. Say, I will cross 50 easily. I will cross 60 easily. I will cross 70 years wearing jeans. I will even cross 80. Say, I will sit in my own house, surrounded by my grandchildren and servants, and I will rejoice in peace. Give the Lord a shout. Yes, a believing heart. I'm talking about a believing heart. I believe it. 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 Yeah. Say, I will never die in an accident. Say it again. I will never die in an accident. 
some of you should say that I will point to this house, this house, this house, this house, this house, and this house. And they are all. I believe in heart. I believe in heart. Yeah. Yeah. I believe in heart. That some of you should say that I believe that one day I will stand and preach the gospel to thousands. The gospel to thousands. Miracles in my ministry. I say miracles in my ministry. I say miracles in my ministry. I believe it. Have a believing heart. Yeah, a believing heart. Yeah. Look, there is somebody here. Believe that your mistakes can never harm you. Somebody believe it. That your mistake will never harm you. No matter the mistake you make, there will always be a way out. Somebody say, I will never be trapped in the corner. I will never be trapped in the corner. No matter my mistakes, God will always give me an escape. Believe it. I say 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 believe it. Say that there is always a way out. about a believing heart. A heart that believes. Hallelujah. Some of you should even say that this, this problem I'm struggling with, one day I'll stop it. One day I'll stop it. I believe that one day it will come to an end. I will not live in this sin forever. A believing heart. Hallelujah. Yeah. I today Living hearts. Hallelujah. I see a bright future for you. I say, I see a bright future for you. I say, I see a bright future for you. This of you are not even saying amen because you don't even. I say, I see a bright future for you. I see a bright future for you. Yeah. Some of you are so cynical that even when I'm, I'm prophesying to you, you are saying. You sit down, you sit down, but let those who believe, I see a bright future for you. I say, I see a bright future for you. I see a bright future for you. God bless you. See a bright future for you. Yeah. Yeah. Some of you, I see a bright future for you. That many people will be eating from your table. I say, many people will be eating from your table. When they get your paycheck, their signature will be your signature. <laughs> I said, when they get your paycheck, their signature on the check is your signature. Somebody shout, I receive it. Have a believing heart. Please sit down. Let's continue. A faithful heart. 
a faithful heart. Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 7 to 8. Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 7 to 8. Nehemiah. Thou art the Lord God who did choose Abram and brought us him forth out of Ur of the Chaldees and gave us him the name of Abraham. Verse 8. And found us his heart faithful before thee and made us a covenant with him to give the land of the Canaanites the Hittites, the Amorites, and the Pezrites, and the Jebusites, and the Gigashites, to give it, I say, to his seed, and has performed thy words, for thou art righteous, because you founded in Abraham a faithful heart. There is a type of heart called a faithful heart. A heart that is faithful. What is faithful? Steady. Loyal. Reliable can be trusted. A faithful heart, a heart that is steady, a heart that is loyal, a heart that can be trusted, a heart that when it says yes, it means yes. Bible says you found Abraham, you found Abraham a faithful heart. It means when yes, he means yes. When Abraham said, I will give, he means, I will give. And because of that, you have blessed him. Because you found in Abraham a faithful heart. Brother, are you faithful? A faithful heart is that, listen to me, I am, uh, I, I am in a relationship with this sister. A faithful, not that you are in a relationship with this sister, but as in, even though you are looking at Julie, your other eyes on Margaret, what heart is that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm preaching. I said, I'm asking a question. Yes. You keep shifting. You keep shifting. Is your heart faithful? When you said, oh, look, I, I am in a relationship. I want to marry you. I mean, if you have proposed to her, why are you looking at other sisters? I'm saying it again. If you said she's the one you like, why are you still calling other people at night? Can, can, can God judge you faithful? I'm talking, the church is quiet. Christian brother. If you say you like her because she is fair, why are you looking at the dark one? A faithful heart. A heart that stands by its word. Are you faithful? Are you loyal? Are you trustworthy? Are you reliable? A faithful heart. Mr. Husband, are you faithful? Hmm. Let me get, let me get, go back. I should come back. Mr. Husband. I, Mr. Husband. Are you faithful? Mr. Husband, are you faithful? 
Are you faithful to him? It's not easy. Are you faithful? You said I do. Till death do us apart. A faithful husband. When she was without children and slim, you like her. After you had children and she looks like a bucket, you still love her. Are you? <laughs> I'm talking to you. It means that a faithful husband is through all the changing scenes of life. You are still committed. She's still your darling. She's still your number one. Whether she's size 22 or size 16, are you? He's still your baby. You still take her out. You still lift. When, I, when she was 60, you, when she was size 12, you carried her. When she was tight, if she comes size 18, even if you cannot carry her, just put your hand on her and I came to carry her. <laughs> At least attempt. <laughs> At least attempt greatness. Are you hearing me? I said, are you hearing me? Yes. Faithful. Faithful. Are you faithful? A faithful, if, a faithful husband does not compare his wife with other women. I'm preaching. I have the microphone. Stop comparing your wife to your girlfriend. If you like her, you should have married her. If you like her, stop comparing your new your bride to your old girlfriend. You could have married her. I'm preaching. So if you did not marry her and you, and you have taken somebody's daughter, please treat her with respect. And stop comparing her. Well, you are not like this. You are, if, you, if you want, why didn't you take that one? Well, uh, you, are not, you are not that enterprising. You are not that hardworking. Please, why didn't you go for that one and leave her alone? Faithful. I said faithful. I said faithful. Don't worry somebody's daughter. If you d- stop saying that, well, 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 you know, compared to the other girls I had before, please, you could have. Could, should, whatever. I'm preaching. Stop comparing somebody's daughter to your mother. Well, if you, you don't cook like your mother, please, 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 please. Comparing somebody's, cook, somebody's daughter with your mother. Your mother has been cooking for 55 years. She started. Just <laughs> started. Give her time. Faithful. I'm talking. Faithful. 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 You said to death do us apart. What's your problem again? <laughs> Hallelujah. Sisters, are you faithful? I'm preaching. I said, sisters, are you faithful? I said, sisters, are you faithful? Some time ago, to be that the man who used to cheat, but now sisters are also my one dribbling. <laughs> Sometimes ago, if you hear cheating in a relationship, it's usually the guy 
who is cheating. But unfortunately, now dear, I beg you, some of the women are number one dribblers. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, number one. Slippery Susie. Are you faithful to him? Are you faithful? Yeah. Can, can he trust you? Can he trust you? When he goes on a long journey and leaves you behind for three months. Faithful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm are you sure that all the time you spend in the office saying that you are working with your boss, is it really working? Office is a work, work, work related. Jonas, is my car by the door? Because I need, I need to go on this. <laughs> Today, when I finish, I must run away. <laughs> yeah. I'm pushing. I'm telling you this. Oh, we have to work late. Are you sure? Christian sister, tongue speaking, Holy Ghost shaking. <laughs> I'm preaching. Yeah. Oh, you know, some things came back and you have to stay late, you know. No, no. Some of my colleagues called out, so I have to do extra work. Extra work on his lap. <laughs> you are doing overtime on his lap. Faithful half. Listen, be committed, be faithful. I say be faithful. You found in Abraham a faithful heart. You found in Abraham a faithful heart. A heart that is faithful. Yeah? Sisters, if you like the brother, stick with him. He may be broke by now, but he has potential. I'm preaching. Now he may not mean anything. But he has potential. Young sisters, stop looking for ready-made men. They don't exist. <laughs> oh, you know. I, I, I once asked a sister, what type of man do you want to marry? So red. I want to marry somebody like me. Me! <laughs> I should put it fishy, Francis. I should put it you want to marry somebody? So, so like, so, a man like me. I mean, do you do you know how much work has gone into this? <laughs> how much work has gone into this? Do you know the hours of work, tolerance has gone into this? And you are looking for a product like this? No. Listen to me. They are not finished products. Take him as he is. He will get better. I say 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 he will get better. I was shocked when the person said, oh, you know, like a husband, somebody like you. Say, me. <laughs> this finished product. 
I, I, I didn't ask that question. Yeah. Are you hearing me? They are not cookmen. No. Young ladies, they are not cookmen. Yes. They are not cookmen. Okay? There's no secret. No, don't, don't be deceived. If you find a cook already man who doesn't have a wife, be suspicious. <laughs> be very, very suspicious. I'm preaching. Be very, very suspicious. You, you might ask yourself that, how come? <laughs> you must ask yourself, how come? Hallelujah. A faithful heart. Amen. I'm preaching. How come? I'm preaching. Ah, a faithful heart. They are not. Look, let me preach. See, I'm telling you, they are not. I'm taking my time too. They are not ready cookmen. They don't exist. Hey, you see a 40-year-old man has his own house, his own car, He's driving well and he's not married and you are not afraid. Be careful. There, there is something in the water. You are the <laughs> 51-year-old man who has, can do it very nice, very sharp, a good job. He drives a BMW and he's walking around as single. Not widowed, not divorced, but single. You must run for your life. Yeah. And that's what you want. Nah. Ready made. They don't exist. Take them as raw. Raw materials. Work on them. Whatever you just work on them. Develop them into your own personal taste. And when you are finished, you just say, this is mine. And take it. <laughs> yeah, I'm preaching. Oh, I want somebody like you, me. Huh. You have no idea the construction has gone on here. It's a whole major project. Over 30 years. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. A purposeful heart. Purposeful heart. Daniel chapter 1 verse 8. A purposeful heart. A purposeful. Daniel. Daniel 1.8. A heart that is purposeful. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he will not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the Enoch that he might not defile himself. But Daniel purposed in his heart. But Daniel purposed in his heart. But Daniel Purposeful. There is something called a purposeful heart. A heart that is determined. A heart that is determined. Daniel was determined. He said, no matter what, I will not eat this thing. A determined heart. A heart that is purposeful. You must have a determined No matter what, I will succeed. what, I will do this. A heart that is determined. Yes, the obstacles may come, but I am determined to pass this exam. A determined heart. A determined heart. 
I am determined to make this thing work. I am purposed. I don't throw in the towel so easily. I am determined to carry this project. Daniel was purposeful. He was determined. No matter the circumstances, I have set my heart on this. Some of us need a determined heart. Because you give up so easily. You throw in the towel so easily. I am determined to make this thing work. And it should work. And it will work. Daniel said, no matter what, this thing, I won't take it. I was determined. You must be determined. A determined, a purposeful heart. A heart that is set on objectives. Listen to me. Anything that is of value has obstacles. Yeah. One of the most uh, determined people that I ever saw in a particular area that I really appreciate was a particular Christian sister. Yeah. And you know why, why I, I, I was impressed with her? She set her wedding, wedding date six months in advance. And then she started shopping for a wedding gown. Then she went to a store. She saw a dress which looked very nice to her. But her current morphology could not fit into that dress. And, but she was determined to wear that gown. No matter what. So between the time that she saw the gown and her wedding, she purposed that come my wedding day, I'll wear this dress. And truly, 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 when the day came, she has her shape, her size, and everything to fit into the dress. I said, ah, this is determination. <laughs> she was purposed in his heart. You must be determined. That this thing will, I, I will make it work. Hallelujah. A purposeful heart. Eh, that is determined. A heart that set itself on an objective. Yeah. You must determine that 2018, when the year began, I was 250 kilos. By 31st December, I'll be 125. Are you hearing me? You can also be determined that 2018 began. I was 180. By, 20, by the end of 2018, 2018, I'll be 180, 25, and I don't care. <laughs> it's also a determination that I don't care about what anybody says. <laughs> Is somebody hearing me? I mean, I'm just, just, just by the way, but I'm talking about a determined heart. A heart that this project will work. A heart that this exam has been passed. I'll pass this exam. I'll pass this exam. No matter what it takes to pass this exam, I will pass this exam. Yeah. I am determined to make this relationship work. Yeah. No matter how much I may look like a fool, I am determined to make it work. Yeah, thank you. 
It means if I have to humble myself to the lowest, I will. Because I am not making this, I will not allow this relationship to be on rocks. I'm determined to make this relationship work. I am determined for my children to do well. Yeah, determined. This is my child. He will do the homework. He will, he will do the homework. He will do it. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. You will do the homework. You will, do the homework. You will not watch the video game. You will not. No, 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 no. You will do the homework. Hallelujah. May God give you a determined heart. May God give you a purposeful heart. A heart that is set on purpose. Yes, have a vision. He purpose. He said, look, me, Daniel. Me, Daniel. Me, Daniel. To go back. You see, some of you must be determined that you will never go back to the world. I will not go back to the world. I am determined. Yes. Satan has lost me and he has lost me forever. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. The devil has lost me and he has lost me forever. Yeah. Listen to me. Be determined to stay on the straight and the narrow. For broad is the way that leads to destruction. But straight and narrow is the gates that lead to life and eternity. I am determined to be a Christian in this office. No matter what, I will walk on the straight and the narrow. I am, you see, I'm, I'm preaching to you. Determined that, that I refuse to be like everybody else. I refuse to be like everybody else. I'm a Christian. And I'm determined to remain a Christian. It, it means getting rid of all the old relationship, I will let it go. Because I am determined that I am saved. I must walk on the narrow way. I must see Christ my Savior. I am determined to do it. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? I'm determined. Determination. I don't do this anymore. This thing must work. I don't care what they think about me. That's what Daniel said. He said, no, 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 no. This is not it. Everybody can eat but me, Daniel, I won't eat. Yeah, that's a determined heart. Everybody is saying the same thing. Well, well, got to do it, you know. I will not do it. And favor followed him. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. He will not defy himself. Amen. Father, we thank you for a determined heart. May your heart be determined. May your heart be established. Stand up to your feet and let's close. Ancient world, ever true, <laughs> changing me. Yes, Lord. And changing you. We have come. We have come. 
determined heart, a faithful heart, Lord. I believe in heart. I believe in heart. Thank you, Holy Spirit. An established heart of God. Oh, Jesus, we thank you, Lord. My God, my Kandaria Baba. I am determined, O God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Why don't you pray? Pray for yourself to go. Pray for a purposeful heart, a determined heart of God, a faithful heart of God, a heart that is believing. You need to pray for a determined heart of God. There's something ahead of you. There's a project ahead of you. Pray for a determined heart of God. A purposeful heart of God. A purposeful heart of God. A purposeful heart of God. That yeah, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Give me a determined heart of God. A purposeful heart of God. A heart of God that will not quit to God. I had a rock with your God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you this afternoon. You said Daniel purpose in his heart. Grant us a determined heart. A purposeful heart. A heart that has quit. A heart that has not give up. A heart that is determined to get to the other side. walk on the straight and the narrow. Thank you, Holy Spirit. A heart to walk on the straight and the narrow. Not be men pleases, but pleases of God. Thank you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Shall I close? And changing you. We have come, oh God. With open hearts, Lord. Let the ancient words, Lord. With every eye closed and every head bowed, you are here. You are not born again. You want to give. You want to give your life to Jesus. Determine that you will not go to hell. Don't, 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 don't say that. Well, if I go, out. no, no, no. You, you, you. It, it will not be a good place to be. That is why God sent His Son. God sent his son to die for you and I. So with every eye closed and every head bowed, for the next few minutes, you are here, you are not born again. You don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior. I present to you the savior of the world. There is room at the cross for you. You want to become a Christian. You want to become a Christian. You want to become a Christian. You see, you are saying that, look, I'm tired of my life. I don't continue living this way. I want to be a Christian. I am determined to go to heaven and not to go to hell. If you are determined, if you are purposing your heart to do that, please lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. I want to, with every eye closed, please, no movement. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Determine yourself. Holy Spirit, thank you. You see,
let me say something about salvation. Salvation is always an individual affair. Somebody cannot be saved for you. You have to be saved for yourself. And God said that if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, you'll be saved. So if you have not done this, please do it and be saved. If you have done it already, you don't have to. If you have done it already, you don't have to. But if you have not, please do it. Because one day you will stand before God and you will be judged. Lift up your hand, anybody who has not done this before. You want to be saved. I'm serious about it. Because I'm telling you, heaven is real. Hell is real. Even before you go to hell, there's enough trouble in this world. So lift up your hand and be saved. Thank, Father, thank you for salvation. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.